It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Palmerbet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight up screamer. Download our app today and enjoy straight up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos, and same game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1 800 858 858. Yes, that's us. Saturdays on the Gold Coast. Uh, Jared Wallace, normally Woogie Matthews here with him, but um, Gary Belcher filling in today on a, a sensational day on the Gold Coast. Uh, as they'd say in Monty Python, it's a little bit cloudy. It is. But it is, uh, it is a, a beautiful morning here at Club Parkwood. What a, uh, what a venue. And I know you guys spend a hell of a lot of time here, Jared. Um, most days for me, actually. Most days. Most days, yeah. Yes. Is um, that microphone all, is that all okay? Can we all hear that okay? Or am I just maybe not getting that? Myself, um, yeah. So, but it's not just a it's not just a footy oval and a club. There's so much more going on here. What don't they have? Golf club, uh, top golf swing suites, lunch dinners, um, event cinema, uh, event everything. Yeah, it's unreal what Luke and the and the team here have done. We're it's looking at the um, out over the the go- towards the golf course. And uh, they've got a massive gym and the the, uh, the facilities here with the the golf swing, yep. football the, uh, football field, uh, footy fields, and the uh, the club itself. Swimming lessons, barbershop. Man, they've got everything. They've here. got a barbershop. Barbershop. You serious? Yeah, that's where I get my haircut. I heard I heard footy teams week. now when they're building new facilities, they want a barbershop and a tattoo parlor. <laughs> right? I don't know about the tattoo parlor, but oh, definitely the barbershop. Well, you got a couple sure. going on there. I mate. do. I've got three you're tattoos, and they're son. all my kids. So they all quite, mean something to you're me. You're not quite. Yes. You're not quite Josh Carney or, or no. Josh Dugan or Todd Carney. No, yet, but they're only the three, and I'll stick with that, there. I think. Yeah, just a couple. How's up. the Gold Coast, mate? It's, um, it's an outstanding part of the world, and now oh. that the border has, well, somewhat reopened, I know there's a few little dramas going on, a little bit of drama going on in the background there with some uh, yeah, set. trying to set up a few bits of signage and Beck's stuff. Beck's <laughs> trying to take me out back here. That's, uh, Beck is out here. Having, now, we did have a big night last night, Jared. I know you couldn't make it because no. it was Scott Sattler's 50th. And, and Beck Sattler organised an outstanding uh, night and event, and we saw back in the old photos. And he had a bunch of mates that sent videos through, and but um, I like all of us. I think Beck might, you know, a couple of champagnes and feeling, <laughs> feeling the heat a little bit today. No, I was. I was devastated. I couldn't go. It sounded awesome. Yeah, My I know. Parents you were, you went were invited. And all the, yeah, I was invited. At a, uh, I was a bit you. crook yesterday, so I um, mm. had to isolate and stay at home for a What's little bit. What's the go? You've, you've, you've just said, I, I nearly didn't make it. You got a bit of a sore throat. What happened there? Yeah, yesterday I just woke up, had a bit of a sore throat, and obviously with everything going on, uh, I got sent home, had to go get a COVID test and wait for all the results to come back, and I got it about three o'clock last night saying it was negative, thank God. But so. straight away, you're in the, you, I don't even know there are bubbles or whatever operating within footy guys but have you got different pro- protocols again at the club or is it sort of nothing said at the moment is just turn up to training and train no there's a little bit different so if you've got any sort of you know flu symptom you can come and wait out the front and the doctor will come and see you he'll assess you if it's something to do yep. with COVID or something like that straight down get tested stay away from the facility because obviously for some, you know, if it was to ever happen, we wouldn't want to lock down the whole yeah. uh, the old NRL team. So when I was playing back in the day many years ago, yeah. and you knew a hard session was coming up, it's, it's amazing <laughs> how many blokes would suddenly have a sore back, missing. 
or they've got shin splints. Shin splints was a big one. I felt like, I, I felt a bit like that but yesterday too because it was our conditioning day too. Yeah, so it happens yeah, with COVID, hey. Does. So how the boys giving just, you a filthy look? They're just not going, yet. you're kidding. Not yet. Well, we've had a bit of uh, we've had a bit of flu and uh, things getting around. So I wasn't the only one this week. So maybe I, I didn't feel too bad, but. I did feel a bit bad. It was conditioning. It was like 34 degrees. It was hot as, and I got sent home and was watching movies on the lounge. So oh, tough day. Felt terrible. Felt now, terrible. As you can, you're looking pretty fit, though, mate. Your conditioning, you look like you're in pretty good shape. It's how you should yeah. be as we just about head, head to Christmas because yep. that can be, um, can be a prop, prop, problematic. I was a... I was a strength and conditioner at the Broncos for a few years, and there was a bit of an issue across the across the Christmas break. You just you were always concerned that you knew that a few blokes had just let themselves go a little go. bit too hard. <laughs> so basically, you did some testing before they went away, and uh, and, and when they, when they back. came back, and yep. you just had to come down hard on them. So. Yeah, we, which we do that. Like we obviously we've done testing a few weeks ago. I think we've got a pretty big week ahead of us. We uh, we finish up on Thursday, yep. and then uh, yeah, straight into our one point two testing. time time on the second day when we're back. So time trial. Time trial. So if you right haven't right. obviously looked after this, I think they give you between five and ten seconds leeway for Christmas. Uh, what's that? Maybe a, a ham or two? Look after you. A white yeah, Christmas, ham or, yeah, Christmas <laughs> ham or two. You've got to have a bit of a good time. Yeah, exactly. So they, they look after us a little bit. But yeah, well, obviously the boys will still train right through Christmas by themselves. Yeah. And uh, a few little... Uh, we sessions. have we have plenty coming up on today's uh, show. Saturday's on the Gold Coast. Uh and as I said, Jared Wallace from the Titans is always part of this show. Gary Belcher, I'm here with you as well. Uh, we, we always catch up with Steve Titmus from uh, Seven Gold Coast News. Yep. That'll be happening pretty soon. He'll give us a, uh, an idea of what the, uh, the big stories are around the Gold Coast. Chris Nelson from Racing Queensland. He's actually been, uh, up until last week, uh, he was on fire for a couple of weeks. Some amazing tips, and we're hoping he can give us something today. I don't even know where the race is Did he get the one today. last week? Sorry? Did he get the one? Because he only gave us one tip last week. Did he get the winner no, in that one? No, oh, but the week no. before he got three from three. Unreal. So, and I... Um, I His strike rate's change, not too I was bad. Actually, I actually followed him. Uh, <laughs> last SEN, week or the week before? <laughs> SEN cricket commentator Adam's, Adam Collins will join us. What an outstanding day uh, for Australia in the, uh, in the cricket. He eventually sent the Poms in and, and took a couple of uh, yeah. quick wickets, but... Big runs, Steve Smith, and then the, and, and Marnus Labuschagne, of course, with his ton, and the bottom uh, of the order too. They they whacked a lot of lot of runs. I was actually out at Scotty Sattler's 50th last night, just watching Australia go to town. That last hundred runs they put on uh, could make all the difference uh, in this in this test. So Adam, their Collins first couple of overs were not too bad. Well, they get two for 17 to finish up early. Yeah, today. yeah, not Michael bad. Michael Nisa, wicket with his. I think it was his second ball ever in Test cricket. He's Thank been um, Steve. Steve X and our tech is sitting there. How many times was he 12th man? A dozen times or so? Yeah. They're saying he's been in the squad and ready to go 15 times before this. And he only got called up because Paddy Cummins stood down for the, uh, for the, because of the COVID oh. drama. So that's when Michael Nisa got himself a start, along with Jai Richardson. And then comes in test. and gets a ball on the second. Oh, wicket, yeah. wicket on the second. Outstanding. Yeah, good. Outstanding stuff. Now there is, um, there is, you, you're telling me about this, uh, this wave park they're going to build here. Oh. Um, what I've seen of it, it looks unreal. Is it Luke? Luke. Luke Olschwager. Yep. He's the part owner's in Parkwood. He is. I think that's him there. Planning. You never see him anymore. He's going to tell he me is so name, keen to get this going. It is going to be unreal. Retail shops, beach, beach bar. Yeah. Oh man. You surfer Luke. Right. He'll have okay. to be soon. <laughs> well, we're going to hit him up for some uh, some early 
waves here. There's a, I can't believe it. I've got a mate who's working on a, um, trying to get a wave park up and running with a massive organisation. Um, and it's very, very difficult to mm. do, and just not not just the you know the, the getting all the approvals and everything else. It's the it's the technology, and there's a few technologies around. So I'm really interested in that. Uh, that coming to Club Park, or that's a game changer. I mean, that's just yep. that is absolutely huge to be Unreal. able to do that in in, in such a big uh, uh, you know a surfing area with a big population, yep. and and what you can do, you can control the conditions. So at all times, I think it's yeah. you would have surfed many, a bit as a young bloke, wouldn't you? Never, you, never. No way. Look at the size of me. I sink. I'm well, a rock. Your dad didn't even push you on a on a soft board. No. How many how many waves are, how many waves an hour is it, Lukey? Uh, Six hundred waves an hour. There you go. Oh I was God. I was five hundred off. I said I said a hundred. This is so like, six hundred waves. Seconds. That is every six seconds. That's and perfect. Um, immaculate waves too. Oh, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, they're groomed, so you know you don't have to worry about the conditions. But this is not just a wave park. It's a it's a it's a huge complex. If you have a look oh, at the mate, it's photo unreal. that he just showed us, hotel, so, retail shops, um, what is it? Brew, brew house. house. Brew house. He was very very proud. <laughs> yeah, that when was, he said he was that. very quick to jump on that, mate. Uh, it's going to be absolutely huge for Gold Coast tourism, yes. especially around this area. Like it's going to be unreal, and what the way he's doing it, it's just absolutely beautiful. Yeah, all right. Well, um, we are going to take a break on uh, Saturdays on the Gold Coast. When we come back, we'll catch up with Chris Nelson from Racing Queensland. We'll chat with Luke uh, here at Club Parkwood, all about that new wave park and everything else that's going on at this magnificent facility uh, in a short while as well. Back soon, Saturdays on the Gold Coast. You're listening to Saturdays on the Gold Coast on SEN. Jared Wallace, J-Wall. I never said J-Wall. Is that your rap name or is that just your... I think just Jared Wallace is way too long, so J-Wall just stuck. J-Wall. I prefer it. Um, yeah, we are at Club Parkwood and uh, just getting the, a bit of the, uh, the lay of the land here. I haven't been here for a long time. I think it was... I think it might even be before the Titans jumped in here, Jared, when you guys came here in 2017. Yep. Uh, but we a little, uh, yeah, little bit of an upgrade since then. We'll give yeah, we'll <laughs> tell you all about it pretty soon. Um, but before we do that, because we've got the uh, the CEO Luke is going to have a chat to us um, in a short while. But before we do that, more importantly, because I know everyone's got their pens at the ready, maybe their iPads, whatever they use for uh, for their Saturday betting. Because we've got Chris Nelson, the great man from Racing Queensland, on the line. G'day, mate. How are you? Yeah, going really well. Good morning, Badge. Good morning, Jared. Good morning, Jay, mate. Sorry, Jay Walt. <laughs> Jay Walt will do. <laughs> um, how's your week been, mate? I know you were. I was just saying before you were on fire a couple of weeks ago. You only had one tip last week, and it didn't do too well. I can't remember what it was, no. but I just remember no. Ginger, the, the remote control of the TV. It ginger. It was. No, ginger, oh, no, ginger got up. Yeah, ginger well, that was won his tip. for us last Saturday morning. Yeah, yeah. Last Saturday, um, no. Well, you gave me one other, but I, I wasn't on ginger. It did no good. No, uh, no, no, no. But so, that was Ipswich. It's not a track I fare well at, unfortunately. Yeah, I think you should just be giving it the, the big swerve, the big, <laughs> oh, big sidestep. Wouldn't be a bad idea. It'd save some money, that's for sure. Oh, and not just yours. Now, no. what's going on around uh, around the place this uh, this weekend, mate? I know Eagle Farms on today. Much else? Yeah, yeah. We've got a good meeting at the Gold Coast. We've got uh, eight races at the Gold Coast on a good track. Uh, I like the Saturdays the on the Gold race. Coast. Oh. Saturdays on the Gold yeah. Coast. I haven't even mentioned the Gold Coast race. I didn't even know they were on. How am I going? It's pretty early in the morning <laughs> still. Sorry. So tell us about tell us about the Goldie. Yeah, well, there's some good racing there today, and I have got a couple that I do like. But this first race, a couple of nice two-year-olds here. Uh, number seven, Floral Oasis for Casey Fogden, and number nine, Russian Warrior. 
uh, for Alan Chow, both Gold Coast-based trainers. I think you can throw those in an exacta, box exacta or a Quinella. I think they'll run one too. It's just a matter of which way. So we'll just put those in a little exacta Quinella. Uh, race two, I am keen on one here. Number two, Scarlet Pimpernel. Uh, Tony Gollan trains. Uh, by Lucas Cranick will get out over further over time, but 1,800 metres second up looks good. Had one run for the stable and then a good race at uh, the Sunshine Coast recently running on from the back. I don't think there's a lot to the opposition here, so I'm pretty confident that Scarlet Pimpernel can win that second race. It's around uh, nice. 3.20, 3.40 this morning. Yeah, yeah. So we'll go with her. And I did have one more. Yeah, here we go. Race four, number 12. Now, this one's a bit short. Empress Zoo. Toby and Trent Edmonds. One start, really good effort. Uh, wouldn't have to improve anything off that to give this a shake, and will probably improve anyway, being only a second start. So that's the other one. Race Four, number 12, Empress Zoo. Uh, Zach Lloyd on board too. He goes uh, pretty good jockey. So that's goes very be, well. Uh, Actually, not going to harm I'll the give you another one. I'll, I'll give you another one because uh, this could be part of a good multi. Another one that's a little short, but race six, number two, Axe for Michael Costa and Jag Goodman Chester. Just better than those horses. Resumes here is, uh, is City grade, Saturday grade. So Axe, Axe will go around in red figures, as will probably uh, Empress Zoo, but put those in a, in a multi. Oh, see, I like Axe, and, and I have um, followed that before, but I, I do like an omen bet. And because we're at mm. Club Parkwood, uh, Bartwood, they're building a, a wave pool here. We're going to hear about that very soon. Oh. Beach break. And Zach Lloyd's on that as well in race six. So I think I might have to well. uh, have a little go with uh, beach break. That might be the Quinella we've given them there, two and seven. Chris, what do you reckon, mate? Yeah, she's, uh, she's a mare that gets back and runs on, and the small field will probably suit her, so... Wouldn't be surprised to see her run into second behind Axe. That would be perfect. Now, I'm pencilling these into my, uh, my form guide. Jared's new age. He wouldn't even have probably never even bought a paper. What is this thing called? It's a no. newspaper. Oh, what the newspaper. It's right. And, and you, one of those blokes that go afterwards, it'll be, it'll be at 11 o'clock today, he'll go, what are those tips again? Can you send them to me? No, I'm not so, a better, but I, I have seen these before. No. I just look at the pictures. Oh, he not even ha- doesn't even have a bet. Right. Badge. There you go. Badge, that's, uh, that's He's smarter that. than us. He hosts the show. And then, yeah, and then he texts me at 11 o'clock and says, what were those tips again? Yeah, they're smarter than us. And so. I watched him write them down too, Chris. Yeah. He's hopeless. Oh, yeah. you're kidding. You're good with your money. Absolutely hopeless. He's, he doesn't have a bet, and he's, he's on to his fourth investment property. So. <laughs> uh, nice exactly. One. There's, there's a lesson there. <laughs> what else, mate? Eagle Farm? Yeah, Eagle Farm, a good meeting, a group three race uh, where there's an odds on favourite, so I won't tip in that race five. Uh, Race three, number five, Tamalade. A Gold Coaster running around at Eagle Farm today for Les Kelly, I think, will be winning. That's race three, number five. And one of good value. The best race of the day at Eagle Farm is race seven, the Gold Edition Plate. Now, this is a three-year-old race, which is a major lead-up to the three-year-old Magic Millions Guineas, which is only four weeks away today. Jackson on time, number four. Back this one each way at around $7. Had two starts. They have both been outstanding runs. He's still a maiden, but he is well up to this listed race, race seven, number four. Beautiful. Righto. So that's, uh, that's it across uh, today. Is, is that it? Well, Eagle Farm and Gold Yeah, that will do. But we do, there's always the sunny, oh, did, were the sunny coast races on last night or were they yep. Sunday as normal? Yep. Both. Out of both. Righto. And so the sunny coast tomorrow. Have you had a look at that yet? Sunny coast. Uh, I did have a couple for the sunny coast tomorrow. I'm just reaching over here. Uh, race three, number eight, All Baron, and race four, number eight, If You Can Dream. Uh, they should both run very well. So race three, number eight, race four, number eight. 
uh, for tomorrow at the sunny coast. And I should give you one for uh, Toowoomba, for the late uh, punters, the afternoon punters today. Today, yep. Yeah. Race three, number three, Bafana. He used to be trained on the Gold Coast by uh, Toby and Trent Edmonds. He's now with Lindsay Hatch at Toowoomba. So race three, number three, Bafana. In the get-out stakes tonight when we're all... Uh, yeah. Actually, we'll, we'll all be engrossed in the cricket by then. Have you been watching the cricket, Chris? I sure have. It's great, it's great having a day. The day-night tests are fantastic, aren't they? Yeah, we are, we are going to get a, an update. Um, I, I was sort of watching, but at, at uh, Scotty Sattler's 50th. I was surprised you weren't there. You didn't get the invitation. Oh, it must be in the mailbox. I haven't yeah, checked yeah, it for a day or two. Last night. Um, you get one. So you is get that one why they used the pink ball? Is that what I did, but I, I didn't actually turn up. He didn't turn up. He's, he's had a little bit of a sore, <laughs> yeah, throat, a sore throat, so he's done the That's right thing. That's what I'm telling Sats anyways. But he saved us all. Is that why the cricket, because it's a night match, they use a pink ball? Yeah, yeah well, plastic, yes, that's exactly it? right. It, it's for the to be able to see the see ball properly. Um, oh, and Sats was asking me what's the difference between the pink ball and the, the red, red ball, one. as in the makeup of it. Is it any different? I don't know. Is Steve okay. saying yes, Steve Exton? It is different our, or it's our, the same? Yeah, tech. The ball, they've actually had to work on, on the ball itself. I don't know if it's based on the red ball or the white ball. It's a combination, and that's why it's pink. It's pink because it's easier to see as the sun goes down in, in oh, the evening, okay. I think. That makes sense. And at night, but is it actually a bit different than... I thought it must have just been for like a, they re- like the, a thing to do. Just was was it moving like. around much, Chris, last night? Uh, yeah, a little bit, not too much. But did you happen to catch the lightning? Did you see any of that last night? Oh, no, I've seen what... a photo of that actually from the from the stump cam on Instagram. Yep. That's where I obviously get my my news from, rather than this piece of paper. <laughs> and it was unbelievable—a huge, big crack right in behind the batter, and it looked unreal. That's, right. That's obviously why it was called early. Yeah, beautiful. And there was another one. They had a they had a, a, a wide shot of a plane in the sky, and there was this massive bolt of light, lightning right next to the plane. If you're sitting in the plane, Crikey, you'd be uh, just what you'd, you want to uh, see. Be a bit worried. Yeah, you'd yeah. want to run off to the uh, toilet, I think. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's where I'd be hiding. Uh, good stuff. All right, mate. Well, we've got those. Uh, we got those pencils in. Good luck with all those, and uh, and good luck to all of our listeners as well that enjoy a little flutter on a Saturday. Um, tips there from Chris Nelson, Racing Queensland, Eagle Farm, Gold Coast, and uh, Toowoomba tonight, and a couple on the Sunny Coast. I tell you what, if tomorrow. I was a betting man, though, those two at Sunny Coast being number eight, that's my playing number. I'd hit them. So you just back the eight yeah, all the time. Absolutely, yep. So do you, you ever go into the Greyhounds? Well, when I so I did used to bet back in the day, and I did used to just go on the eight all on the time. eight. Yeah, the if pink dog. Favorite, Which, the, and you're just talking about dog. pink, <laughs> yeah, pink ball. Yeah, this is uh, it's this an is, omen. Just getting get amazing. on the eight at the Sunny right Coast. Right, right, Chris, Chris Nelson, racing Queensland. Really appreciate your time on uh, Saturdays on the Gold Coast, and um, no doubt we or Woogie and Jared will talk to you next week. Woogie's back, well, mate. Next, That's the good news. Next, back I think from after his, Christmas, back from actually. I don't, are we back next can week, you, Beck? You believe he's gone to no, um, we're on holidays North Queensland in summer. Did you get the phone <laughs> from Sats? Like not hot enough on the Gold Coast? Asleep on the day bed, Chris, no shirt on. Yeah. Oh, what yeah, a sight I'm not, We're not sure if you've seen this, Chris. What a sight that Jared, was. can you send it on to him? I can, actually. I was oh, hoping someone would put it on social media, oh. but it's, it's Woogie around the pool. He's got his T-shirt over his eyes, Yeah, no shirt on, laying on a day bed. Out cold, yep. and you don't And in the background, there's a bunch of people from Greenpeace rushing towards him, <laughs> trying to push him back in. <laughs> it, doesn't look, <laughs> it doesn't look good. It doesn't look good. Look, the holiday's obviously got to be good. No, you don't want to go there. All right, good on you, Chris. Thanks for joining us, mate. Good on you, guys. Have a great weekend. If I don't speak to you, have a, a great Christmas too.
Yes, thanks, mate, and, and yourself. Hey, have you ever had a game, we're talking about lightning, and the game got called off early. Have you ever had a game called off that you've, you've been playing in? No, I've never had a game called off. Well, not due to anything. Power outages, lightning. I played in absolute but torrential rain. But as a kid, rain. as a kid, they would have said it's too wet to play today yeah, and that sort of stuff, in, but not, not no, about not during to play the game. during a game. No, not during the game. Obviously, before the game where the field would be flooded yep. or torrential rain. Like, I played in snow. Everything, but I played no. in snow. I yeah. played in England. In, in we used to play. They used to play in our summer. Their winter. Yeah. Now they play at the same time. But so we could go and have a stint in England in the off season. I played at at Castleford, and it snowed all night before a game. And I woke up in the morning, and there's you know it's it's there's a foot of snow. And do I'm, you actually train on it, or do they clear it out, or do you just call it quits for the day? Well, I, I never trained on it because it never. Train never snowed when we're ready to train. Yeah. I, maybe we had training called off once, but I thought the game's called off for sure. Yeah. And and um, the coach was Daryl Vanderveld, who was from from Queensland. He's a um, legend player from the Queensland Rugby League comp, and he was an Aussie coaching over. Then I I rang him and he said, No, no. He said, oh, I don't know. Well, just just make sure you're ready to go anyway. But it would probably be called off. So we get to the game and they went, No, no, we're playing, lad. We're playing. We played St oh. Helens in the snow. And it was it was like a couple of inches of it, and you, oh, I, kicked the ball through, slipped, tried to. It, it took a left hand turn. I tried to step, and I did my groin. Oh, that was my last no. game there. Well, so when I say that I played in snow, it was sleet. It was in Bath. Sleet, yeah, it was sleet. Oh, and okay, it was yeah, yeah. Cold, and I was only young, and it was coming in sideways, and it was cold. Well, there was a Raiders, a famous game the Raiders played. Maybe the Tigers in. Oh, I wasn't, I wasn't there. It was in. I, I can tell you the exact date though. Because it was my birthday, I was celebrating my birthday in May, and it and it snowed in Canberra, twenty eighth of May, and they played in it. It was oh, snowing while yeah. they were playing. But um, it's got, we had a game I called. It just should be completely called off. Yeah, it's way too. Well, it's never going to happen on the Gold Coast, though, is it? No, because of condition, unless you had lightning, we're, we're in real trouble if it's snowing here. That's no, no, I don't mean yeah. But the game's <laughs> called off. Yeah, they, there was a game called off uh, in Newcastle. Many years ago, because it was just so dangerous. Newcastle or Central Coast? We played uh, against the Sharks. I think it was 2018, and it was torrential rain. First half, and it was probably an ankle deep. And went in the sheds, half time. Obviously, like, you know what Seabus Soup like, stadiums like, it's beautiful. Come back out, co- completely gone. Drained away. Drained away. Yeah, yeah. it's perfect. Well, right. some of the old grounds, look, see, you, you'd be worried you're going to drown. You yeah. get tackled and your head gets held but down. Like, man, like Brookie would probably get Brooke, like Yeah. That. Get, it's, it's soft and boggy at the best of times, let alone yeah. with a bit of rain on it. And I do, and I do, I have no, uh, one other time. We went to play a, a game uh, against Illawarra when they were separate from yeah. St. George and at Wollongong, the same place they play at. Yeah. And we went and stayed down overnight. The Raiders went on the Saturday, trained. It was pelting down rain. But they used to put us in, they, at, there was a time where the, the, the away team had to fund your accommodation. And they put us in this like it was a caravan park. We were in cabins, <laughs> pelting down rain all night. And we'd go to the ground and the third grade, run, three grades would be there. And the third grade had run out. And they found a couple of sprinkler heads that had, had been exposed. All the, the dirt around them had been washed away. Because it rained that hard. And they called the game off. All the oh. game's off. We had to play it midweek a couple of weeks later. So Surely uh, they don't do that anymore. Yeah. Having the like sprinklers in the ground. Well, like the, yeah, maybe they – I don't know. Do they have sprinklers in the ground still? I don't know. Do they? Do they do? Oh, Luke's over here. Obviously, he yeah, looks after our they? training field. They do have it down there. Yeah. 
Yeah, they pulled down, but these they, yeah. they'd washed that much dirt away. The sprinkler heads were exposed. It was oh, dangerous, yeah. and they, they called the game off. Oh, well, good job, Luke. The field down here, I've never even noticed the sprinkler. So you're doing a good job. Nah, <laughs> were you the groundsman as well? Did everything. That's how good he is. This is Luke, the CEO yeah. of, uh, of Club Park. And we are at Club Parkwood. Uh, Gary Belcher here with Jared Wallace. Saturdays on the Gold Coast. We're going to get to a break, and when we come back, we will chat with uh, Luke all about what's going on here and their new wave park. No, I just want the puzzles. Saturday puzzles. <laughs> You're not taking the puzzles. Are we boring you that much? You're going to go and do a puzzle now, over there? Now, you can take a, fo- a screenshot of them, but that's about all. Hey, um, welcome back to Saturdays on the Gold Coast. Gary Belcher here with, uh, with Jared Wallace. And uh, we've got Luke Olstwager, the CEO of um, the, CEO of the whole yep. kit and caboodle of Club Parkwood and uh, new wife. Look, I'm having the same problem. There's a little bit of a drama there. So if you just, but if you just ha- pop your earphones to the side a little bit there, you'll actually hear us talk. You can hear me talk. You this got that now. Completely gone. So, um, this completely yeah, we're we're just working on that, but we believe everything's coming to air. Well, g'day, Luke. How are you? Yeah, I'm really good. Thanks for having me. It's uh, good to have you here, mate. This is an amazing facility. I haven't been here for a long time. I said that off the top of the show. Uh, before we get to this new wave park, that's uh, it, it's going to happen. I believe. Uh, it's, it's in it's, in application. It's in application. It's in the yeah. pipeline. Uh, before we get to that, what else is going on around Club Parkwood? Oh, I guess, yeah, we're just... So, explain to me, someone who hasn't been here for a long time, what's changed? I guess it was back in 87, it was a golf course, and, and uh, it, it was quite a successful golf course back then, but as it sort of aggressed through, uh, I think it was 2010, where we had the opportunity to buy it, and uh, a big part of... I'd been travelling overseas and watched all these sort of community golf facilities rock up, and uh, it's just a completely different feel for it. It was whole of family, so bring the wife, the kids, the grandma... So, yeah, we just started on that, and then bringing the Titans in was a game-changer for us because it, it bought, I mean, footy fans, yes, but the whole community came with the football club, so our medical centre. Um, we upgraded the clubhouse to a pub, which is what we're sitting in at the moment. So yep. pub, club type. Uh, it's probably a hybrid between a pub and a club. It's sort of very clubby in feel, uh, open air. Yeah, so it's been really, really, really good. So it's about families yep. and something to do here for a family. Everyone has got something. I, I actually... There's still a putt-putt course there. That's yeah. what I did. I came here with a, a, um, a Channel 7, um, one of, the, one of the, uh, the weekender shows. Yes. And did a putt, uh, some putt with Trevor Hendy and yep. someone else. We did a putt-putt thing. But that was years and years ago now, but that's the last time I've been here. Yeah, the philosophy was, like, there's something for everyone and everyone's invited. Where golf clubs traditionally had been a bit sort of stiff-collar and privatised, where we went, no, the golf clubs need to become the centrepiece and hub for community. Yeah, I'm just going to, Jared, I'm just going to ask you something while Steve, maybe you could just pull Luke's microphone in a little bit further on there. Um, what do you guys do apart from come here and train, Jared? You, you, you found the facility, you know, is, um, has got something for you and, and your family, not just yeah. the players turning up. Man, it's unreal. We, I come, I've come here multiple times for, for dinners with Luke and his family, brought my family up. I've played putt-putt, uh, top golf. I think... How many family events do you reckon I've had here? Every... I, I think the Wallace family actually own shares in Parkwood these days. <laughs> Has we've he had... actually paid for anything, Luke, when yeah, he comes? Yeah, the, the, he... We, we weren't sure we sting him. He's making yeah. plenty of money. <laughs> yeah, we we, I reckon I've probably had 15 to 20 family events here right across. Every, I reckon we've been in one in every room too. Great. It's been unreal. And they've right. looked so after the kids, us every time. The, the, the kids would love it here, wouldn't they? Yeah, and that, that was a big part of it. The backyard, yeah. there's a little kids arcade, the, the top golf suites, jumping the miniature castle, golf, jumping everything. castle. We just tried to make it where... We wanted the kids driving mum and dad to come. Mm. So out on the golf course, you blokes, a lot too, is it? 
Because yeah. what is is it member? Is it a members only or is no? It public not at all. Course? It's it's sort of, we run a, a hybrid really. Where if you love your golf and you want to be a member, you play that traditional Saturday comp and your Wednesday comps and that. But it's very much that open um, sort of public slash resort style facility. Yep, yep. So how's it grow? How how do you measure your growth apart from just in terms of dollars since you've since you took over? Yeah, I, I think ge- just general awareness. Like back in the day when I sort of people ask me, "What do you do?" I say, "Like park a golf course." They'll say, "Where's that?" Where where it's a bit different these days is yeah. oh, that where the Titans are at. So they or? help they help put the place on no, the map. No question. Um, the Titans have been a great partnership for us. Um, the way that sort of evolved that partnership, it really was it was the right timing too because we built the facilities were getting better, and then we put the footy club on on on, on premise and it and it popped. So, yeah, yeah. The timing it's been great awesome. for us too. Look, Burley Bears demandable was great when the boys were there, but the facility here is state of the art. Beautiful field is maintained by the greenskeeper, so it's like yep. a putting green. You know, that's got to help. Seven. That's got to help the club when you're trying to get new players on board as well, doesn't yep. it? To, Doing to tours, bring, them, to the... bring them up here, have lunch. You know, they meet everyone. Like Luke's here every day. He's pretty much part of the family. Comes down to the gym. Everything. Mm. You know, we've got all, most of the boys have all their kids are in the uh, in the swimming pool down there doing their swimming lessons. They got jump. Like I said, yeah. barber. It's just everything. Tattoo yeah. shop. I said you got to have a tattoo shop if you have got footballers around. Luke, <laughs> yeah, that yeah. One coming in. Perfect, mate. <laughs> you would. That that'll go be, in the new. That'll go in the new the wave park. Well, ch- tattoo shop, barber shop. Yeah, we we got them coming. <laughs> <laughs> it's really easy, easy, an easy part of the Gold Coast to access too, isn't it? Compared to other, you know, if you're on the right on the beach on the strip, you could just have all those traffic dramas. And um, but it's just off the highway. And yeah, I think it, it's it's definitely a suburban location. But mm. when you look at the sort of when you get up in the air and you look at it from a topography point of view, we're centre Gold Coast these days. We're back in the day, everyone would say Parkwood was North Gold Coast. Well, yeah. we are very much centre when you go from sort of Pimpermar to oh, Burley, right up to Hope yeah. Island. And, and what, when you look at that big no. catchment that's out there now. Um, we're right in the middle. We're easy carriageway off the M1 with with Smith Street. So yeah, we find it really easy. Even when our conferencing business, it's um, if, you, if you've got people coming from Brisbane, but you've got people coming from down south, we're a really nice middle. Mm. Very so. good, great facility. Well, let's get to the important part. Food's this is, good too. This is the bit Food's real when uh, when Rebecca said to me, uh, who's helped, who's organised everything today or helped it. She said, "Oh, there's this uh, a new wave park they're going to build here." I went, "What? Really? That is." <laughs> That's oh, that's sensational. Um, so, I've seen your what would you call that that sort of plan that yeah, yeah the master plan the yeah. master plan. Um, but I, tell I us, still look at it when we talk about it and go, where is this thing going? It is well. Give us give us an idea first of all what what you're going to put here apart from this. this yeah, okay. Well, pro- probably just for some clarification, uh, we've got an application in with the city, um, and we're in community consultation, and we're going through that 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 formal process. So um, we're we're certainly. Um, We'd like to be putting this in here. Still a bit to go. Yeah, we've still got a bit of work to go with the city and things are looking great. Um, the overwhelming sort of support from the community. Um, but uh, I guess the process was we have to... What is the master plan? We've got this feature wave pool and picking the tech was a big part. And so there's a there's an endless surf wave pool. I can talk about that in a second. And there's a part of the food and beverage facilities will be, um, I guess, a big pavilion-style brew house. So brew house, event centre, uh, um I guess multi sort of facetedery through Beach Club, um, the Surf Headland um, Cafe and Bar. So there's a whole sort of range of food and beverage assets flanked in and around an enormous wave pool. Um, mm. And probably one of the misconceptions with the wave pool, it's a bit theme park. Uh, this is designed for surfers. Um, there's about 70 people you can get in the pool an hour, two and a half metre surf um, from barrels to air sections. It's, it's an incredible product. The tech, 
uh, has Up evolved. Up to two and a half metres. Yeah, That's the tech size. has evolved in the last... Wow. Yeah, the real, probably the last four or five years, but it's really been commercialised in the last couple yeah. uh, around the world. And um, it took us, in our case, about two years to pick the tech. There's about four or five that there are is, there. There is, yeah, yeah. Um, so you're going with the, the Kelly Slater, the big train model? Or? No, so it's, it's, it's called pneumatics. So it's, it's, it's really a, um, a chamber that is... And it's blowing air from underneath the pool. In a, and there's 48 chambers along the back of the pool, and they sequence the chambers in any order. And so if you want to have a closeout section to create an air... Uh, uh, everything about that gives you total flexibility. So right. you can time right. each chamber to do what you want. So it either blows it fast, slow, medium, yep. and then that way you can go. If you've got some kids in the pool and you want just a little crumbler for them, if you've got the elite guys in the pool, and you can give them what they Sounds need. Sounds like the sort of stuff you could use down the track for tournament, for, for surf comps, because they do need some variable conditions. You can't just have the same waves every yeah. Every wave, it can get and I think know, that's been monotonous. The, yeah, I think that's been the challenge with the Kelly pool. Um, not being a surfer, it's a bit hard for me to speak to these things. But as I've got into the industry, uh, when you see the feedback around the Kelly pool, it is the same wave. It's very long, um, where this wave offers that variety. So you can, yep. I mean, fundamentally, they've got the wave doctor, which is on an iPad, and you can say, I want 10 seconds between waves. I want the first one to come in at two and a half metres with a long tube barrel. I want the next one to be an air section. I want the next one to be a longboard ride. Wow. You can customise the physical wave That's amazing. in session. The wow. big question is, though, do you think you'll be able to teach me how to surf? No. <laughs> Damn it. No, no. They, they can... Damn it. Uh, we'll get you a kickboard. They're very good at what they do. <laughs> a bodyboard. But they're, not, they're not miracle workers. Oh, okay. There'll be a little beach there for Damn the kids it. and stuff as well. Yeah, and I think yeah, that's, looks uh, like that. again, our philosophy around the surf. The surf park's in its infancy, surf park industry, and... Uh, when I had a look at what's happening internationally, we went, let's apply what we've done with the golf course and saying, that might be the key feature, but how do we make it whole a family? So, yes, exactly. Uh, what we've got is South Beach, North Beach, um, and the South Beach precinct is a whole family beach with a big wet play facility in it to allow the families to engage. The North Beach precinct is more of a restaurant and a bar. And um, So, yeah, making sure that there is that sort of um, something for everyone. Uh, concept is is the sa same methodology yeah. around, around the wave pool. Beautiful, unreal. And the building behind it, what are you? Fought? Yeah, so it's a big resort precinct and around it. So there's 222 apartments. Um, so that's a bunch of buildings. It looks like on that plan. Yeah, and so a big part of what that is is um, so when you build a, a product like this or in a development, you've got um, we've got many factors. So this site is flood prone. Um, we've got residents that live near. So big things were acoustic design, flood design. So that built form is actually designed to help alleviate the uh, the uh, acoustic impacts and uh, we've got 222 apartments that will provide the sort of resort amenity um, and then in those apartments there's a retail precinct that then interfaces to the beach so it'll be like you're walking on a boardwalk yeah looking into a beach with the apartments above it so when you say apartments they like to live in or are you talking more holiday <laughs> lifestyle yeah, yeah come a holiday come. lifestyle so yeah you look you could live in them yeah. um, jared we, wants to buy in yeah we, <laughs> get the cats and not a bad spot park yeah park is booming so yeah yeah so we, we, we discounts yeah yeah for you no problem <laughs> <laughs> um, you see that coming yeah, yeah. <laughs> already got him always got already got him on a contract yeah <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think our predominant customer would be that sort of um, Brisbaneite, uh, Mel that holiday home, throw it in the letting pool, come down, spend your two, three weeks holiday a year in your place while, yep. you, while you earn some income off, off uh, your, your holiday apartment. And I was saying for, for surfers, it's also, you know, you, one of the, the big things, issues with surfing is, is, is conditions. Yep. Day to day, you can have great conditions for a day or two or a week and then all of a sudden it's terrible because of the wind or the swell yes. or the, you know, whatever it is. 
you've got that under control here. Yeah, and that's part of that design piece as well, making sure that the pool, I mean, it's not the right word, but it's like it's in a bunker, so it's wind protected, which also helps with the acoustic uh, piece. But taking that wind out and being able to produce them on demand um, is a game changer for the server. Yeah. I had a bit of a, um, a, a play last year where I had a bunch of lessons and just tried to understand it from a learner's perspective. Mm. And conditions are one of the biggest problems. To, yeah. even, and a barrier to entry for the sport is huge around that. It is, so I'm learning yeah. today, but tomorrow the conditions are rubbish. Or when it's awesome, there's about a billion people in the pool, uh, in the, in in the, the water. ocean. So yeah. I think that the sport is just about to have an enormous boom on the back of this wave park industry. Mm. Um, uh, the company we're working with has got, I think, close to 100 around the world planned. Um, Jeez. Uh, they're in, in construction on their, in their first full-size pool. Uh, in Florida at the moment, so and we're hoping, obviously, with approval from the city, um, that we'll be uh, operating in 2024. Mm. Teaching kids how to surf and that'll be unreal. Like being able to take them down you know, here rather than taking them to the beach, where you know, like you said, waves are unpredictable. We can come here, teach them properly. Well, like, controlled environment. Yeah. you've got lifesavers, fully controlled environment. You haven't got rips. You, no. well, you know where they are, but you, you can completely control the experience and yeah. the environment. And the oh. other thing is that you got everything else here too. So if it becomes the holiday destination, it's not just about going surfing and, or teaching the kids to surf or, or whatever. you've got the golf and you've got everything else that comes. I was just about to say, it's not going to affect wood. the golf course, is no, it? No, not at all. Well, it'll affect the golf course and we have to tweak it, but there's a, yeah, there's a $7 million upgrade to the golf course and, and we're putting in the, for the golfers out there, if you know the TPC Sawgrass 17th uh, par 3, probably the most famous par 3 mm. or one of the most famous par 3s, our 18th hole will be a direct replica of yep. that. So yep. uh, really to try and bring the golf component of Parkwood up to the standard of what this wave pool will be. Can we hit over the wave pool? I mean, that wouldn't be bad. You'd, you'd take it off on a... I'd, I'd know, still find the water. Left I'd and still find Actually, actually while you're upgrading and... that, can you get rid of the water? Because I find it every time on this course <laughs> at every hole. That's a part of our retail strategy. Oh. Take it, take it <laughs> and then Recycling? Yeah. No, but then he sells the balls back to me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, great stuff. Uh, Luke Olstwager there, the, uh, the CEO of Club Parkwood and of the, uh, the new proposed way. Mm. We've got to keep council happy there. We're saying not, it's not across the line, but we all hope it. Get there. Yeah, yeah. How far I, off do you reckon if it happens? Look, I think middle of the year is probably realistic. The council have been amazing. I mean, we're just before uh, you could get perhaps, hoping to get before approval get by approval then. Before you get approval by then, oh, thought you meant built. No, what are you just going to no. throw it in? But look, it, it, it's a it's a big beast, and, yeah. and they've got to do their thing, and we've got to make sure the community understands it. So to um, build this, how long will it take? Once the approval on that in, how long probably will it take eight, to build? Eighteen months. Eighteen months. Yeah. Right. We're going to go. We're going to get cool. to a break. Saturdays on the Gold Coast. Luke, thanks very much for joining us and uh, having us down here. We're going to hoe into a bit of brekkie as well while we're here. Jared, uh, Gary Belcher, Jared Wallace with you back soon. Thanks for having me. You're listening to Saturdays on the Gold Coast on SEN. Yeah, and every Saturday we catch up with uh, the man who knows everything about what's going on on the Gold Coast. Steve Titmus from 7 Gold Coast News is on the line. Uh, Steve, Gary Belcher and uh, Jared Wallace with you. How are you, mate? G'day, yeah, guys. How are you on this glorious day? Fabulous. Are you out on the water somewhere? You're, you're in your backyard pool? Hey, so I'll, tell you, I'll tell you where I am. I'll tell you where I am. I'm at the Corinda Pool in Brisbane because uh, the Queensland Swimming Championships are on and uh, Ariane's pool at St Peter's is closed. So she's come down to the Corinda Pool and swimming with the Masters up and down doing laps. And uh, oh. quite a thrill for the, uh, for the young kids that are here doing Learn to Swim. But, uh, mate, a lovely Saturday morning watching all the kids learn to swim and... Uh, an Olympic champ doing laps. All good. And you, you're still travelling often with Ariane, or you, it just happens to be one of those days you're around? Oh, mate, it just happens. Yeah, it just happens to be that today um, she's got a friend of hers up from Sydney, so we just happened to uh, 
to uh, come down to the pool, have a nice cup of coffee of a morning and uh, start to enjoy the nice Christmas festivities. Beautiful, beautiful. And, and before we talk about the Gold Coast news, wasn't it great to see Shana Jack back in the, uh, in the swing, of, swing of things earlier in the week? Oh, look, I think it's good for, uh, for all swimmers who, uh, who uh, get an opportunity to get back in the pool and uh, to be able to swim. So, uh, look, who knows how Shane is going to go. She's obviously swimming pretty quick, which is good because she has been training uh, on her own, so up until when she was able to go back into the squad. But, uh, oh, look, all full steam ahead for everyone now. Looking forward to the Com Games coming up in July. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, what's happening uh, around the Gold Coast, seven Gold Coast news. What's making news? Oh, look, I t- yeah, look, I t- wasn't it great on Monday when the borders opened to see so many smiling faces, those incredible reunions at the airport with people crying, hugging, just wonderful scenes. The other thing that really um, took my fancy as well is that uh, a lot of the people who arrived on Monday and Tuesday of this week went to see homes that they'd bought sight unseen from Melbourne and Sydney, um, wonderful scenes when you see people that, uh, you know, you've paid a couple of million bucks for a house which you haven't seen, and you turn up and you go, oh, thank God, the kitchen's in the right place. <laughs> yeah, look, they were... <laughs> yeah, third world problem. Look, they were, they were wonderful scenes. i tell you what else I love, picture-wise, it was a great week for pictures. We had smiling faces. And then at Dreamworld, well, that marked its uh, 40 years since uh, Dreamworld has been opened. And it was great to see some celebrations at last come to Dreamworld. And, of course, it opened, it opened its biggest attraction yet. That is a, uh, a roller coaster called the Steel Taipan. I don't know if I'm brave enough uh, now to go on it, but uh, no. if you're into roller coasters, the Steel Taipan at Dreamworld must be on your bucket list this, uh, these Christmas holidays, without a doubt. What do you reckon, looks, guys? Get on there and have a it go? It looks nuts from the highway. When you yeah. drive past, it looks, yeah, it looks very gnarly. Not for me. Stevie, Queensland, 1 p.m. today, masks. Is that right? Have you got any clarity for us on that? Oh, look, mate, I think, look, anything that, that can keep us safe, which is fantastic. Look, obviously, they're annoying, but the more we can do it in the right uh, settings, the more chance we've got of moving on from those. I reckon, though, masks, masks are going to be around for ages. I reckon. Yeah. And look, I just think, you know, we've got to be double vaxxed. I got my uh, booster yesterday, um, so I'm all uh, topped up, ready yeah. to uh, ready to take on the world. But uh, I think that, you know, got to get double vaxxed, uh, wear your mask where you, where you have to, because, look, it's, you've got to have everybody's health um, at the top of your list of interest. It's not just about you, it's about everybody else. And the more I think we can all do the right thing, the quicker we're going to be to get to a point where life can return to full normality, whatever that may well be in the future. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. This absolutely. is this new variant going to be around. And look, you can wear it. they're optional too. If you're not sure, just wear one. I know Rebecca walked in with one today. She said, I'm not sure if I need one. So she's, well, it's only a few too, it, like retail stores, mm. doctors, things like that. So there's a few. You know, it's a bit lenient than it was, yep. which is good. Pop them on. Good on you, mate. Hey, you're one big thing, and hopefully seven news. I imagine you'll be there for sure tomorrow. Seven Gold Coast news tomorrow. Bonnie... Hancock sets off on her around Australia paddle, kayaking around Australia. She's got a, uh, a big team that's going with her, but she's single-handedly going to paddle all the way around Australia. She sets off tomorrow sometime from... Uh, yeah, I think you're right. Look, that's that's Australia. extraordinary. Uh, yeah, Australia. what a challenge. Good, good on it. take months. Yes, yes. We, Scott Sattler and I chatted to her earlier in the week on another program. We're going to hopefully be going to have time to to play that this morning yeah. in our show. Yeah, she's sure. raising money for charity as well, which is really she terrific. Is. And look, 
obviously we wish her all the best, and, and to you guys and all of your listeners, um, have a Merry Christmas and a, and a safe New Year. I'm really, I tell you what, guys, I'm really enjoying SEN's coverage of the cricket uh, with Jared and the boys and, uh, and the ladies on there as well. It's been uh, terrific coverage, and uh, in the backyard doing the gardening with SEN on, with the cricket and sitting around the pool, um, what a way to spend a Saturday afternoon. Absolutely. Steve Titmus from uh, Seven Gold Coast Local News, 5.30 weeknights. Uh, well, sounds like you're not going to talk to us, uh, Woogie and Jared, next Saturday no. on Gold Coast. On, on Warren Christmas yeah, I think Day. you've got a bit of Christmas. Yeah, actually, I'm week. off. Oh, yeah. You guys. Yeah, I'm actually off next week. Uh, just say, so guys, I'm off next week. <laughs> Amanda's going to do the, I'm off next week for holidays. Amanda's going to do the news on her own. And then Amanda with a new bub uh, and hubby, they're going to take uh, the week between Christmas and New Year off. And that's when I'll read the news on my own. So, oh, beautiful. Uh, no doubt there'll be plenty happening, but uh, all in moderation, they say. But uh, eat as much as you like, I reckon, over Christmas. Yeah. Good on you. Have a good, great time. Thanks and Merry Christmas to you and, uh, and all of uh, the listeners as well. Steve Titmus there from Seven Gold Coast Local News. Speak about listeners quickly. I've just got a message. My two-year-old is at home saying hi to us because they're listening to us on the radio. Yeah. And I've just been asked if I can say hello to Kennedy Grace because she's won't stop saying hi until I say it back to her. And now she knows it's real. <laughs> That's really it's real. live listen- on the radio. Yeah, we are listening to you, and hello, babe. Good on you. <laughs> we'll get to a break. Back soon, Saturdays on the Gold Coast. You're listening to Saturdays on the Gold Coast on SEN. Now, certain sports and sports people train harder than others and work a lot harder than others and get reward, different rewards. But um, and I know what you do, Jared Wallace, with the Titans, that, uh, mm-hmm. just how much time and effort you have to put into uh, getting to the top of your game. You've played for Queensland. And, yep. But it's next level when we talk about what this, uh, this young lady is about to do. Scotty Sattler and I earlier in the week caught up with Bonnie Hancock, Iron Woman, who's about to set, set sail. She's actually going to paddle around <sighs> Australia. It's an incredible story. She sets off from the Gold Coast tomorrow and um, yeah we as I said we caught up with her early in the week have a listen to this how are you Bonnie hello I'm well thanks so much for having me no thank you very much for joining us we're very excited about this and and watching uh, your your journey uh, my first question is why <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that that's a very fair question it's been the biggest question from people from the start um yeah, so, yep, basically you're right. On Sunday, I'll be setting out in an attempt to break the Guinness World Record for the fastest person to paddle around Australia by surf ski. Um, so basically a couple of years ago, maybe three years ago now, I read Freya Hofmeister's book. So she was the German woman who paddled around in 2009 and she did that in 10 months and 22 days. And I basically got to thinking, could I do that a little bit quicker and could I try and bring that record back to Australia was where it started. Now, give the myself and the, and the listeners, I'm sure there's, there are a few listeners, um, a geography lesson. What is the distance around Australia? And you know what, it's hilarious because geography, I was terrible at geography <laughs> at school, so I've had to really get better at that. So around about 16,000 kilometres if you're travelling by coastline. But the key to that is going point to point. So this isn't like following the lovely coastline the whole way. It's actually, you know, in some sections we've got to go 30, 40k out to sea, way further out than I would love, but we've got to do it. 
just to take days and days and weeks off the trip. So about 16,000, which is around about 80 to 100 kilometres of paddling or about 10 hours of paddling a day it will be. So not looking forward to the blisters on the hands, that's for sure. Bonnie, are you waiting to see the swell direction on Sunday to see if you start going north or south? (laughs) I've been checking that for the last couple of weeks every day, don't worry. So it is looking like a northerly at the moment, which is excellent for us. So we're heading south. We're, as I said, going clockwise. So we really want those northerlies. It looks like it's uh, northerly until Tuesday and then it's swinging into a bit of a nasty southerly. So chatting with my skipper today, he wants us to get some big caves in early and have a little break around that third, fourth day uh, around Coffs Harbour. Our Tasmanian listeners will need to know, are you actually including Tasmania as yeah, part good of this? question. Are you going around oh, Tasmania? I- so sorry. No, we're doing the mainland. So the record is just the mainland. Um, oh, you know, it's a separate record. Filthy. Some people have... <laughs> I know. Filthy. I know my dad's from Tassie too. Dad's from Hobart. So, <laughs> oh, he, I, I don't know. He knows. He hasn't said anything. But uh, that is a separate record. And, you know, it is super treacherous crossing that Bass Strait. And mm. a few people have done it. Um I don't know, you know, never say never, but I don't know, I'll be doing enough paddling for my lifetime in the next six months, I think, so maybe not. <laughs> so, Bonnie, um, when did you come up with the idea of this to, to break the world record and, and to start the preparation? Because I, I, I can't even imagine what the preparation is. Yeah, it's it's been full on, and particularly the last six months. I think after reading that book three years ago, to be honest, I could not get the idea out of my mind. It was sort of a year of pestering my husband and he didn't really say much at the start I think he was hoping I would sort of forget about it but knowing me he, he I think he knew why well, you know once I have an idea I'm kind of locked in and, and committed and it's hilarious because initially I just imagined my husband following me around in a tinny which we soon figured <laughs> out would be way too dangerous so it's, it's really been um essentially the last year of planning we've got a 40 foot catamaran coming along We've got a jet ski, we've got a land support, the Ford Ranger coming along. And with Shore and Partners Financial Services on board, it's, it's made all of this possible. And, um, you know, the last six months have been particularly hectic, just locking in the sponsors and, and seeing what the trip's really going to look like. Yeah, Shore and Partners, great great uh, support there on the Manly Ringer jerseys as yeah, well. I've seen them. Um, now, your support team, of course, you're not going to achieve this without your support team. What does that look like? How many are involved? Yeah, we, I, I've got nine. I mean, I've got nine amazing people who are coming on this journey with me. So we've got two guys driving uh, the Ranger. We've got uh, a crew of seven in the boat, including our amazing skipper, who's a marine biologist. He's got three research students. I've got a, a videographer on board and my husband um, and, and the skipper's wife, who's also a marine biologist. So uh, it's a wonderful crew. We did our training day today and everyone's super excited. So the vibes are really high and uh, I'm sure they're going to really help keep my spirits up because uh, the shoulders are going to be in a bit of pain. How long do you expect to paddle? How many hours or distance do you expect to paddle each day? Yeah, yeah, around about 10 hours each day. So so as you know, with conditions, it's very varying uh, depending on the yeah. wind. So if we get a good tailwind, I might get the 100k in, you know, around that nine hours or so. With a headwind, you're absolutely punching into it and Jeez. might do your best to get you know, 50K sort of done that day. So um, the best, I feel like I've got the easiest job. The skipper just tells me what to do. I don't have to think about anything else. I just have to put one stroke in front of the next one. And um, he's doing all of the looking at the forecasts. And, and I think it's better for him telling me what to do than my husband better on our relationship mm-hmm. as well. So, <laughs> not, not to alarm you, but who, who's fighting off the sharks and crocodiles? 
Oh, yeah, that, that's a very good question. So the best news I got recently was a jet ski. Uh, we, we managed to land a sponsor with MQ Car and Truck Rentals. They've come on board with a jet ski. And Excellent. particularly in those treacherous areas, I mean, you look at WA, you look at South Australia, unfortunately. They're known for some very big marine life. And yeah. um, up the top of the country as well, I'm going to have to do a bit of night paddling. Uh, oh, no. More like six oh. hours on, six hours off with the tide. So, oh, uh, I, I was yeah, yeah, the jet ski. I am going to be centimetres from it. Now, you said you got a marine biologist. Is it George Costanza? Because in Seinfeld, he said he was a marine biologist as well. <laughs> is so. it, you mean, oh, is it a well, real check the credentials? I, I haven't checked the credentials. Isn't that very scary? Uh, look, he, le- he lectures at the University of Queensland, so you'd, you'd bloody hope so. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> now, when you're paddling, are you allowed to have other paddlers with you as well to, as part of the journey? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. So as part of the record, I basically just have to power my ski every stroke. There's no sails. There's nothing involved. Um, but I am allowed to have company along the way. So I've got some fellow iron women and iron men and ski paddlers jumping in at different sections of the coastline. Uh, certainly, I feel like it's easing in for this first bit in the civilised spot. And it's when we get to the bottom of the country, it's going to get very lonely out there. But I'll, I'll have the boat not too far away. Bonnie, now you're not only doing this to, to break the record, and, and take on a massive challenge for yourself. You are raising funds as well for, is it for Gotcha for Life? Yeah, Gotcha for Life. They're a mental fitness charity. They're based in Sydney, but they do work nationally. And their focus is on meaningful mateship and building emotional muscle so that resilience and, uh, you know, to combat the mental health struggles we've seen in Australia. And uh, they do wonderful work in corporate settings. And I love that mm. they work in schools as well. So I think teaching kids that resilience is super important um, to address that area. So can can um, can fans maybe, apart from making donations and get online or whatever, can people meet you along the way and maybe come for a paddle with you at certain points? Are you yeah. looking – is that all oh, part of the, the I'd plan? I love that. Absolutely. So everything's going to be put through um, both my social media, which is at Bonnie Hancock, and the website, which is bonniehancock.com. Um, as I said, the videographer is going to be putting all that out, and we're going to be posting every day where we are. Would love people to come and meet us along the way at the marinas, or if you want to do a couple of K with me in the water, um, bring jokes and good spirits. I'm, I'm yeah. going to need all of that along the way for sure. So head noise. Yeah, now, you are, exactly. you're a professional iron woman at 17, so you know what head noises are like when things are getting tough. Yeah. How are you going to get through yeah. that head noise? Absolutely. The the demons, you're totally right. And when, when you feel like you can't do one more stroke and you're thinking, why on earth did I decide to do this? And I think, to be honest, when it goes back to a cause that's bigger than myself and that is raising money for a cause I'm really passionate about, it does give you a whole new sort of drive and I, I said to someone the other day, I really feel as though I've kind of been preparing for this paddle my whole life in terms of every session I've done and, you know, the blood, sweat and tears that you put in and, and every race that I've done to kind of handle the pressure that comes with it. I definitely don't think I would have been mature enough for this five years ago and it's taken me until 31, I think, to get there and, and tackle this. Yeah, great stuff. Now, how do the listeners and... And uh, interested parties, how do they get in contact or how can they find out more about donating and just and watching your journey if they do want to join in? Absolutely. So social media, if you have it, so Instagram, at Bonnie Hancock, um, 
certainly we've got the website, which is bonniehancock.com. My videographer has all sorts of ideas. He's going to do a YouTube channel and be posting live updates on there. So uh, either the, the Instagram or website. Mm, great. Well, I can we can imagine 10 hours of paddling a day and then you're trying to get enough sleep in. But if anyone comes to meet you and see you and, and greet you along the way, what's your favourite pig-out food? Because yeah. you're, you're going to be able food. to eat anything you want. I know you need a lot of the good energy and carbs and whatever, but... Well, she's a dietitian seriously, as well, so you've got to be careful. What, 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 what do you like? What's, I know. What do you, what oh, do you treat yourself just... with? That is the best question I reckon I've been asked in the last couple of weeks, to be honest, because I'm really looking forward to just being able to eat whatever I want and kind of throwing a few of those dietetic principles out the window. To be honest, I love ice cream, particularly like a connoisseur or like a really good quality ice cream. Oh, I love my ice cream. Beautiful. Absolutely. How long till you be down Melbourne, down that way? The, the ocean road. So Melbourne, and... yeah, yeah, we'll be heading down there. I'd say around February, if all goes to plan, that mid-February heading there down there. So, yeah, it won't be too cold. So I'm going to uh, be there in mid-February on a bit of a trek with my wife and some friends. You're going to give and her a And I'm going to get the connoisseur <laughs> ice cream. Okay, and we're going to find you. <laughs> and that's fantastic. Okay, and you'll be dead set. You'll be looking forward to it. By then, for sure. Looking forward to it. Absolutely. Yeah, that's the highlight of Melbourne. I'll be paddling towards the connoisseur. Yeah. <laughs> Bonnie Hancock, it's been an absolute pleasure catching up with you uh, prior to your journey. And we're going to be very interested in, in watching that journey along the way. Uh, congratulations thus far. Good luck with the start. Good luck with the journey as well. Hope to catch up with you at the completion. And um, No, along the way. We'll be talking along the way. Just send her a headset, send yeah. her a headset while she's paddling. Absolutely, ask her a few questions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I'm sure the rest of the country is going to get behind you as well. Thanks for joining us. On... Thank you so much for the support. Cheers, guys. And make sure you follow on the Instagram uh, at Bonnie Hancock, and also the YouTube um, video is going to be launching over the next few weeks and months, and and therefore. So, uh, thanks very much, Bonnie. Thank you. See you guys. What about that, Jared Wallace? Here, Saturdays on the Gold Coast, listening into that chat with. Uh, Bonnie Hancock. That's unreal. That's what she's about when to do. When you told me about that this morning, I thought like, you know, Sydney to Queensland, around Australia. To put it in perspective, you know, as I said, I'm going to be down um, Victoria in February and she'll be there. She's leaving tomorrow on her paddle. Oh and they, as, as she said, you know, they'll go depending on conditions. And, uh, and I, I'd sort of jokingly said, do you know which way you're going? And she said, no, we've been monitoring it. You know, if there was heaps and heaps of southerlies, if it was going to blow southerlies for a week, they would have gone north. You, can't, you just can't paddle into it the whole time. But at some stage, they're going to hit incredibly tough conditions. And she said, you know, she hopes to do 100 k's a day. Sometimes they might what do was it about 10 30. hours, did she say? 10, yeah, hours, 10 a hours a day of wow. paddling. So uh, what a machine. Great support behind her and doing it for, uh, for charity. I hope, actually, one thing I do hope that she's got is her sun protection. Oh, yeah. Because that could be a bit of a worry. Zinc. Which is a wonderful segue to my next little chat. Which is <laughs> a... Massive plug. Plug for SP Arms. Um, they've got – actually, we've got some masks to give away. But they um, – have you ever seen these? It just – it's like the old – you would have had these as fake tattoos as a kid where you just put the ones on your arm, like those tattoo Oh, like the, like the stocking, yeah. The well, they've got they, – these are fully um, sun-protected. What do you call them? UV. Uh, so you can get them at sparms.com.au. Uh, they've got arms. They've got uh, leg sleeves, shoulder wraps, gloves – Plenty. Cooling body stuff. Uh, there's lots there. You can actually get them at the pro shop here at Club Parkwood, I believe. And uh, we've got Perfect. some to give away. So if you come down, 
You can get yourself an SP mask. How good? Grab a coffee, yep. grab a mask, get say photo, hello. Photos of you, Jared, and uh, with these, with Wearing your mask it. on. It'll definitely make me look better. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> on that boat, for sure. I'll jump in there before you get a chance. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, if you come on down, you can get an SP, uh, SP mask uh, from us here at Club Parkwood. We're gonna have a Perfect chat. timing, too. Pretty soon. We've got Cody Matthews, Matthews sitting here with us now. We're going to have a chat with him soon. But uh, how are you, Cody? All right? Good, thanks, guys. Just, thanks you, for you, uh, having me. You've got the arms, the mask. You've got the whole... Uh, do you get out on the golf course a bit? Mate, I do. I've got a couple of young kids now, so I don't get the opportunity to get out on the course as much. But uh, we've got the indoor golf and the swing suites here, which is a fantastic product. So you can keep your handicap. Keep my handicap, okay. keep my swing. You know, get invited to golf golf days all the time. Being the GM, they expect you to play okay. So it's good to keep that swing up. But I'm sure it's a busy job, and you were telling me before you've been here for a fair while, eight years or so. So yeah, lots going on. We want to, I want to pick your brain uh, about that um, when, we, uh, yeah, when we come back pretty soon. But Jared, um, setting off on something like Bonnie's doing, can you imagine the sort oh. of training she's had to do? I mean, well, she's obviously, she was already at the you, elite. You can't, yeah, you can't just be an iron woman and go, oh, I'm going to jump on a ski 10 no. hours a day for the next year or no way. That's a That's next level training. That it is. is. That's so, unbelievable. How do you do that? It's like I don't know. I honestly, like I go and do like a, a minute rower upstairs and my arms are gone. Imagine doing 10 hours of just paddling, like swimming. I go... And do like 500 metres in the pool down there and I almost like die. Mm. That's unbelievable. Like that's huge. Like she's like obviously super fit. And now you're telling me before you never learned to surf as a kid. But no. You grew up on the Gold Coast. Yeah. Did, I can were, were you in the Lifesavers? Were you no, clubby? No, I wasn't a Lifesaver. What, what, what were no. your parents? That's, that's negligent of your dad. I was always. <laughs> your parents. you got no. kids on the coast and you're not teaching them. They're not getting surf smart. No. Well, see, we're footballers. Like from... Three days that I was born, I was on the football field. Jared, oh, man. So that's all I ever did. I spoke. I played footy too, mate, but I did other stuff. I swam at the beach. Did you play cricket? I did play a bit of cricket. Yes, I okay. did play a bit well, of cricket. We are going to get catch up later on with Anthony. Anything to uh, get me out of school. I Anthony played. Hudson, cricket <laughs> commentator extraordinary. As well, uh, when we come back, uh, and yeah, Cody Matthew, general manager of Club Parkwood. Back soon. You're listening to Saturdays on the Gold Coast on SEN. Yes, and this Saturday on the Gold Coast, we are at Club Park with magnificent facility at the, uh, well, the centre of the Gold I was going to say the northern end, but I'm told it's the centre of the Gold Coast now, yep. Club Parkwood. It's the, uh, it's the happening place yep. on the Gold Coast. And uh, there's plenty here. If you haven't been, make sure you get along. But to give us a bit more of an insight into what happens in this uh, beautiful part of the world, uh, the general manager of Club Parkwood, Cody Matthey, um, we said g'day just before the break, uh, Lots happening here, isn't there? There's, uh, I see the families pouring in and starting to. There's people out on the golf course, and it's a. Uh, yeah. It's just a. It's a real community hub. Yeah, families. You said it perfectly there. That's what we've always focused on, trying to create this community hub for families to come down and enjoy. Um, it's not just for your golfers. It's not just for, you know, people who want to come have a punt. It's a bit of everything here. So. We do have a mini golf course, um, the largest in Australia, um, as, as we, we call it. Um, indoor simulators, um, so you can play you know, 80 of the best courses around the world. Um, there's great family games in there too. There's zombie dodgeball, there's soccer, soccer penalty kicks. So gridiron. something for everyone, gridiron. Yep, I've seen you having a few, yeah. few, few throws there. <laughs> Tom Brady, I try and act <laughs> And um, yeah, we've just got this ripping uh, bistro as well. So... Um, we do everything from breakfast right through to dinner. There's, you know, your standard pub offerings during the week. We do a palmy night on Wednesday night, steak specials on Thursday night. Um, and we're quite fortunate. Our executive chef, Jimmy Parker, um, he was the exec chef over at Potato Head Group in Bali. I knew um, it. I had the omelette. And I said, that, have you ever been to Bali, Jared? And that tastes like a, a Bali omelette. 
Yeah, yeah. So he was well, yeah, outstanding, an amazing chef. And look, he's um, really tried to take that pub food and elevate it. Um, and yeah, the breakfast menu for us is the first time he's get to be a little mm. bit more creative around the offering. But it's an absolutely ripping breakfast. There's something for everyone. I uh, I have it every chance that I get. Bring the family down. So yeah, it's really good. Chicken, chicken sensor and gravy is unreal too, just if anyone's listening. Lots of, you'd have lots of chips too, oh, wouldn't you? No, no, they look after me. He adds extra salad when I order yeah. it. I, Do you notice that I, get I get no salad. salad. Yeah. <laughs> you notice whenever you order, one of your the Titan staff members goes in and double-checks that you haven't, yeah, got, just, you haven't got the plate for They weigh chips. my portion sizes. They would. They should. <laughs> What's changed since you, you came on, what, eight years ago? Yeah. yeah. You know, if you were here eight years ago and you turned back up today, actually it was about, that was probably when I came and I played... Some, um, I did a, a putt-putt um, little segment with uh, Trevor Hendy and a couple of other people. Yeah, cool. Yeah. But there uh, have been a hell of a lot of changes, haven't there? Mate, eight years, it's been incredible. There's probably four significant renovations we've gone through. So when I started, we had a small pro shop, small cafe. That was it, closed at 6 o'clock at night. And, uh, yeah, just your typical golf course, I'd say. Um, and in that time, we've now got three function rooms, an event centre, did about 150 weddings a year, so fantastic wedding offering. Um, we put a driving range in. We took a driving range out for the, uh, the yeah. Golfers Titans. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Sorry to all the to golfers. Train. Yeah. Yeah, but we put these indoor, indoor version in uh, and to replace them. Um, the bistro went from a 40-seater. We fit about 400 people here now. Um, and the golf course has had significant uh, renovations happen to it and upgrades in that time. Um, and I think you might have spoke to Luke, the managing director, earlier tonight and talked about what's, what's coming in the future too. So, mm. yeah, it's a completely different business. Um, but I'm fortunate to work here. It's a great place to work. Got a really good outdoor kind of feel vibe to the place. Um, you're not boxed into four walls like most pubs. Um, yeah. yeah, it's just a beautiful place to, to come down and enjoy as a family. And you live on the golf course too, don't you? I do, yep. yeah. I sold my car a year ago and I drive a golf buggy to work. Um, I'm yeah, still good. late every day, so I don't know how that happens, but uh, yeah, I'm very fortunate. Which, See, that's hole, where you which hole are you on? Did you get on the 10th hole. On the 10th. Yeah, a pretty ordinary shot if you hit my house, but uh, I do find a couple of balls in the garden. You so. probably found mine in there yeah. for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Beautiful. But yeah. this is, see, that's where you went wrong. You, like saying that you're here working all the time, you should never have moved on the golf course. Because now Luke, at any time, will just call you and yep, bring you yep, down here. Yep, I know. I think that was part of his big plan to <laughs> yeah. convince me to move Hey, in. there's a house over here. Come and get this one. Yeah, yeah. It's good. But what? no, it's, uh, it's a good place to live. What's happening over Christmas, Club Parkwood? Uh, mate, for us, we do have a pretty, uh, pretty large new Eve event. Um, so a couple of offerings there. We've got a, a cocktail style party in our main venue and then a sit down uh, three course upstairs, band, uh, live music, DJ. So yeah, it's a pretty exciting time. But for us this time of year, we're probably just at the end of Christmas parties. Um, it's been yeah, it's been a great December. Borders have opened up now, so everyone's very mm-hmm. excited. And uh, yeah, it's a very busy time of year, but um, we've got room for everyone. So Do they come, come from far and wide? Or is it, you know, I imagine first it would have been sort of quite local? Yeah, it is still quite local. But then with the swing suites and mini golf, um, there still is that tourist that wants to come down here and, and have a play. So we're excited to get, get some of that market back and mm. see how we go. You have comps in the swing suites too, don't you? Yeah, so. Yeah. That's probably my favourite product. We've got an indoor league starts up again in February. Um, and for me, it was having young kids now and not being able to play golf every Wednesday night, finish work, play nine holes over two hours, a couple of beers with the boys, live sport on. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's just a, a great product to, to keep enjoying golf when you know, we're, we're time poor these days. So. Oh, I've had some mates that have said that they, they, their partners, never really into golf, take them down and have a swing. And, but then when they've kind of had enough, it's not like you're stuck out in the golf course. No. You've got to keep playing. They just go, no, I'm going to, I'm going to have a beer. I'm going to have a drink or a wine or a... Aircon. Yep, yep aircon. Perfect. Yep. That's right. Like lounges in there. You love Unreal. it. Oh, you love it. it is a good introduction to golf too. You haven't got that pressure of people behind you on the tee or you know, slung things down. You can go in there playing your own pace and a uh, really good way to learn the sport. Have you put aside a unit on the, uh, on the new, new Wave Park 
plan for I'm the still, and yeah, family? My, my house is pretty close at the moment, so <laughs> I don't think I need to there yet. <laughs> yeah. I think I've, I've still got a bit of a view of the surf park, which would be nice. It looks but, amazing, um, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, that's a bit of excitement around the place with that coming yeah, up. Yeah, absolutely. Hopefully coming up and hopefully coming looking up. for approval at mid, sometime mid, maybe mid next year. Yeah, that's right. It, I mean, it looks like it's going to be a huge construction. It's mm. that That's years in the making isn't it yeah but it's such a, a great asset to have at the end of the gold coast mm. um and even just for the gold coast in general it's um pretty exciting times for us yeah all right well uh can you tell the chef the omelet was outstanding yeah the coffee's great um i believe all the uh yeah everything we've had here this morning's been yeah first class Top not well yeah, every day for me i'm here every day <laughs> like <laughs> no, i said well. i come up here every day at lunchtime buffet yeah. Chicken, steak. I saw... Mate, the chef looks after us. I saw Beautiful. Cody's eyes roll back when he walked in. He saw you and he went, oh. <laughs> Not again. Again. I thought we got rid of you for a couple of days. He wasn't even supposed to be on today's show, but he insisted. <laughs> going to yeah. be there anyway. He's here yeah, more yeah. than me and I love it. <laughs> yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. All right, thanks, mate. Thanks for, uh, for joining us on... Uh, Saturdays on the Gold Coast, uh, General Manager of Club Parkwood, Cody Matthew. Thanks, and, guys. Uh, Thanks yeah, for having me. And all the best. And get yourself down here. If, uh, if you're looking for something to do across the weekend or in, uh, in the near future, get down to Club Parkwood. They've got it all happening. We're going to get to a break. Saturdays on the Gold Coast. Back soon. You're listening to Saturdays on the Gold Coast on SEN. Yeah, you sure are. Gary Belcher, Jared Wallace here with you still. And, of course, uh, Yesterday's big sporting news, Jared, was all around the uh, the second test, the day nighter, and it was yeah. uh, outstanding stuff as far as Australia is concerned. I, I saw glimpses of it. Unfortunately, it was at a function, but uh, to give us a better idea exactly what happened is uh, SEN cricket commentator Anthony Hudson is on the line. G'day, Anthony. How are you, mate? Good, Gary. Good lads. How, how are we? Good. Thank you very much for doing this because I know you're um, you know you're busy. At the cricket, and that doesn't start again until uh, later this afternoon. But um, looking good for for Australia. Just uh, tell us a little bit about those special batting performances of uh, Labuschagne and, and Steve Smith. Yeah, look, it was it, it's sort of been predictable in many ways. Once Australia were, uh, were able to control the game by winning the toss, we we all know how difficult it is, or more difficult historically it is, to uh, to bat with the, the the pink ball under lights and. Basically, you can control the way a test match is going to run if you can occupy the crease enough on day one, and that's what Australia were able to do. They didn't score quickly, and they had a little bit of luck, particularly Labuschagne. He made 103, but uh, he was, oh, yeah. he was uh, getting dropped left, right, and centre, and caught off no balls. And uh, so it was probably his worst hundred, uh, but it's his first Ashes hundred, one he'll be very proud of from that point of view. And likewise, Steve Smith, while he wasn't didn't really give any chances, he was he was he sort of was going in fits and starts. Um, it, it, he, I think he loves being captain of Australia again, even if it is just for the short term. And he kind of likes it when a little bit of adversity because he was pretty much used to coming in at two for not very many um, when he played his best cricket. And it, now yep. that Labuschagne has taken over at number three and become such a star, he, he, he's come in, in different circumstances. He's, kinda, he's actually looked a little bit lost in the last couple of years, Steve Smith. But back as captain... Uh, it, it was it, again. It was one of his slower innings, but part of that was just to make sure Australia batted through the session so that they could set the game up. And of course, a huge bonus at the end with Carey and then Stark and then Michael Neeson. That was just a great story late in the yeah. day, and, and not only hitting you know, quick runs, but then uh, taking one of the two English wickets to fall. So they're two for seventeen. It's dumps four seventy three. Australia made for nine. Looks a long way off for the Poms. Uh, unfortunately for those, probably for those of us that want a bit more of a competitive series, it's just a little bit too predictable. What, what have the Aussies changed? Like, are they just playing so good and the Pommers are playing 
Yeah, not because with the the Pomisol, like they were favourites, weren't they? Like, what if they no, say? No, were they no. favourites? Would you say? No, not here. No, definitely no. in England, but but not here. I think England's England's record in Australia is not good. They've had the odd series where oh. they've performed above expectations. So no, I, I, I think in, the conditions really do make a big difference. Um, we've got a very good bowling attack, and and England have got some okay bowlers. They don't have a spinner. They didn't even take one in. Joe Root, I imagine, is driving the team bus. He's doing everything else. Like he's mm. he's, ba- he's he's their saviour with the bat. He he was bowling because they didn't take a spinner, and he was bowling his part-time spinners. Um, so he's got a massive. Uh, he's carrying a massive load. He needs someone to come along for the ride with him. But um, yeah, I mean, this Australian team is it's far from perfect, but it, it is um, in these conditions here with the, with the bowling attack we have and our, and our batsmen are used to these conditions here. Where where Australia is a hard team to beat. Uh, Albeit that India were able to do it surprisingly last year, I would imagine today when when Root and uh, and Malan, who, who both scored runs in the um, uh, in the first test, uh, when they go back, it's going to be pretty slow going. They, they just can't afford to take any risks, can they? And they really need to dig in because without them, like if, if they're gone relatively early, it's just about over for the Poms, Anthony. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think I think you're right. Um, it'll be it'll be it's a it's a better day today. Uh, okay, it was it was uh, it's been sunny the first two days, but it was really hot yesterday. We had a massive lightning and thunder uh, display last yeah. night. I don't know if you saw any of the footage of the photos. They're quite stunning, and I mean it's a beautiful sight anyway. But you got this electric storm going on away near the cathedral. It made for some some incredible vision. But um, today's a much stiller day, so it's a beautiful batting day. It's not it's not a bad day to bowl either. But so they will get the best of the batting conditions probably early on day three. The wicket's still intact, but. It's not a really easy wicket to, to bat on in terms of scoring quickly. So you're right, that they'll probably be more about survival than anything. But if they're too defensive, then they'll just play into Australia's hands. But I think Nathan Lyon will be an important bowler. Um, maybe not as much in the first innings, but certainly in the second. Uh, he's got a good record here at the Adelaide Oval and the way he gets the overspin on the ball, he gets good bounce. So I think he'll be a handful for them. And that, that again, lies one of the differences between the two teams. So, yeah, I... Um, I'm, as I said, I'm kind of hoping that Joe Root can... He hasn't made 100 in Australia, so that's something that, that you know, he hasn't been able to do. He's had an amazing year. He's the number one batsman in the world, but um, in Australia, he's never made 100. So maybe he can do that today and get the poor old Pommies uh, something, to, uh, something to cheer about. <laughs> Smith and Warner both scoring 90s. I mean, if a bike's at that level, they, I, there'd be a lot of disappointment, wouldn't there, that they went oh so close. Uh, 95 Warner... On day one, Smith got to 93 yesterday and uh, and didn't give away too many chances. But that, that in some ways, that would be disappointing for them. Yeah, I think Smith might still be out there. He was walking that slow uh, coming off the wicket. He, <laughs> he, he really couldn't believe that he went out. Um, and it was, it, was, it was unexpected. As you said, he didn't really give any chances. He, 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 but he, it was one of his... I think it was his third slowest innings over 90, something like that. So mm. uh, he, he, he wasn't... You know, he was minimising the risks. Um, but, yeah, then he, he just kind of went out unexpectedly. He did get one that kept low. So I think he was, he was disappointed in that. And, yeah, there was no doubt in his head. We were all sort of taking the narrative through to his back as captain, back-making hundreds, and we are all sort of ready to big to say the big lines when he makes the, the triple figures. But it just didn't happen. I think he was as shocked as anyone. But... Uh, Jimmy Anderson deserved to get a couple of wickets late in the day, so that was probably fair enough. But yeah, Warner and Smith both making 90s after Warner made 90, uh, 90 odd in Brisbane as well. It, it is unusual for top class batsmen to uh, to fall short of 100 like that. Mm, that'd hurt. 
How, yeah, we had that it, it line with Justin missed the hundred. How good? Um, how good, Michael Nisa? Uh, uh, you know, hit some runs, what thirty-five runs, but then to come out and get that wicket was—I thought it was his first. Well, as I said, I wasn't really watching; I was at a function. But um, it was was the ball moving much? Did he get much assistance? On a sort of hell of a lot of bounce on day one. Was there as much there for the bowlers yesterday, or was it just a couple of great balls? Yeah, it was more the odd ball that would do something. I said Steve Smith got one that kept low, but most of it, yeah, there were. So, for those that you know, were able to bend their back, it, it, it was sapping heat, so they, they just couldn't maintain uh, maintain the pace. And by the end of the day, uh, Anderson and Broad were, you know, they were their speeds were well down into the yeah, mid to high one twenties. Robinson bowled well for them, but yeah, Michael Nisa, the wicket he actually got wasn't a particularly amazing ball. It was a pretty ordinary shot from a mead, so probably wasn't the way Michael Nisa, who I think has been in the squad for 26 Test matches in a row without playing. Extraordinary, really. And with COVID, mm. you've had to travel around, whether you're the official 12th man or not, you've, you've had to travel around with the team, basically, um, and just kind of be there in case someone goes down or there's concussion or someone tests positive. And so it's been a long battle for him in many ways. Great that you're so close to the team, but incredibly frustrating. He's a much oh, weren't, they, weren't they excited for him? <laughs> they were, yeah, they really were. It was like someone had uh, yeah, kicked a goal after the siren in AFL terms or something <laughs> like that. They were... I was jumping all over him. So, um, yeah, so it was great. It was really good. It was really fantastic scenes. And uh, while it obviously wasn't in the plan for Pat Cummins to, to go down, and that's another story in itself, uh, yep. it, it, uh, it, has allowed, um, it has allowed a great moment for Michael Nisa. Before we let you go, can you tell us what the latest is with Pat Cummins? We're hearing about private planes and car rides on his own. And uh, what, what is going on? Is he, is he, is he escaping South Australia? Yeah, his plane's next to mine. Mine's just at the, the little airport, my private jet. I'll be, I'll be just taking it <laughs> yeah, later. Sure it is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it's... Uh, well, yeah, I mean, it, you, you, could, you, could either, you could either talk for three hours on these matters or I'd probably prefer to talk for about a minute on it. I mean, it, it was... Look, it was really stunning news on the day, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, the South Australian Premier was blaming Cricket Australia. They were saying they made their own decision to pull him out. Well... We, it was obvious that he was going to have to be forced out because he was classed as a close contact. He just really basically just shaking a bloke's hand in a restaurant. And unfortunately, that's the situation we're in at the moment. There hasn't been many COVID cases here in South Australia. They are getting starting to get up a little bit. So they are on, on a bit of high alert. Um, and yeah, it, it, we were told he was going to get no special treatment. And then three hours later, uh, he can drive himself to the airport and get in a private plane and get back to Sydney where he can have a, a, a better seven days of isolation before the Melbourne test. So, um, yeah, we all had a bit of a laugh and a chuckle about that. But um, I guess, you know, for Pat, I mean, it's great for him. It's, it's certainly better than being stuck here in a, in a hotel and, and, and basically not being able to, able to leave for seven days. Yeah. So when, the, when he's already tested negative and the likelihood of him actually having COVID is, is fairly, fairly minimal, but um, such is the world we live in. I think we'd all do the same if we had the opportunity. Anyone that's been <laughs> yeah, locked up in would. isolation or quarantine would, would know what I'm saying. Um, yeah, before we go, your crystal ball, if you were Steve Smith and, 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 we, and we get the palms out cheaply, 200, say, would you send them back in? Do you think that's likely to happen today? Uh, it's a good question. I, I think probably not. I, I think if we get them really cheaply then, and the bowlers haven't, uh, haven't been too taxed, then uh, uh, probably... Uh, that they would think about it, but again, it's all about trying to line things up with the with the night session. So 
they would want to make sure that they would just try and do their sums and work out that if, if they do get them out cheaply, then Australia would want to bat through. Um, they want to bat so that the second time around they get a, a crack at the, at the England uh, early upper order while the pool is relatively new in the night session. So it probably yeah, it probably just depends on when as much as how many runs are scored when they try yeah. and do the sums. But I would think they'll probably bat again and just try and set it up so they can try and make sure of things and so the wicket may have worn a little bit more. That, that's what I'd yeah. say, unless they bowl them over for 36 like they did with England. <laughs> well, you never know. Which is always we can only hope. Yeah, yeah, all right. Uh, well, in the yeah. name of um, you know, having some cricket to watch tomorrow and Monday, I, I hope they do a bit better than that. Anthony Hudson, SEN cricket commentator. Thanks very much, mate. Have a great, uh, great day at, the, yeah, at Adelaide Oval uh, this afternoon and tonight. And uh, we thank you for your time on Saturdays in the Gold Coast. No worries. Uh, hopefully one day we'll get up to Queensland again at some stage. So uh, enjoy the day, boys. Anytime you're up here, you can come and stay at Jared Wallace's place, mate. <laughs> it's on him. We'll catch you. We'll get, thanks, mate. We'll get to a break. <laughs> For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. Sorry about the noise. My neighbour's sanding his deck. My motto? Don't work on your deck. Play on it. Life's good with a Trex deck. Low maintenance with a 25-year residential warranty. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.